Hello and welcome. Sparkle Saturday, you guys. I am so happy that you've been following for the past three weeks as we've been diving in to the inner barriers that can cause you to be invisible. And when I say invisible, I don't just mean hiding. There's a misconception that if you're hiding from your dream audience, then that must mean that they don't see any actions, behaviors, or intentions from you. However, my hot take is invisibility can also be when you're showing something that isn't really you. Isn't that wild? So when we show up and we put on a brave face, a fake face for networking or on social media, and then we're surprised. Why are we attracting people that don't suit who we really are? Why are we attracting uh, opportunities that don't really fit what we want? That's the secret, right? Invisibility can look like different things. However, true visibility, 100% visibility, the visibility that we're all here to achieve only looks one way. It looks like you being true to yourself, respecting yourself, loving yourself, and then opening up for others to do the same. It's a way that we're filled with joy, we're filled with curiosity, we don't take things personally, drama tends to not come up for us, panic doesn't come up for us. That's what true visibility is. Complete comfort and compassion and ease in being who we really are to the people we're meant to serve or we're meant to connect with. That's it. Today, the topic is why you don't build habits you say you want. And I'm excited to talk about this because last week we were talking about being a helpable person. Why helpfulness doesn't always work out for us. And here, I want to ask you, are you a helpable person? Do you feel like people see you and they want to help you? Uh, when you do need help, when you do want opportunities, when you do want raises, when you do want anything that you want in life, do you feel like people see you and they're like, oh, I can help this person achieve their goals? With everybody that I serve, all of my clients, everybody in the community, it's always the same. We fell into this trap where accidentally, while we were searching for excellence and we wanted to create impact and we wanted to follow our passion, for some reason, we don't come off as helpable to the people who can help us, which means we miss out on opportunities, we miss out on uh, connection possibilities, and we miss out on ease. We miss out on things being easy for us because we're so used to helping. We're so used to struggling that we don't allow for any other kind of connection. Okay, so here's the hot question. What does being helpable have to do with our habits, right? If I want to build habits, that means I should focus on my willpower 
and I should focus on what I'm doing. Why does it matter if other people can help me or not? The mindset that we walk into the world with, the openness, right? It's that above the line mentality of being open and curious. It has to come from being open for help as well. Because when we're open for help, we're also, get this, open for life. Meaning, we don't get defensive about what happens in our lives. And when we're not defensive about what happens in our life, we don't judge ourselves and hate ourselves when we're trying to build habits. Crazy, wild. This is insane. It also is connected to how I teach the three month program where there's a whole month of ecosystem building where I focus on what's happening around us in our environment and the people we deal with and what we're doing and what goals we have, what's happening there and how does it make it easier or harder for us to have our new habits. So here are the two concepts that I want to teach for today. It's should versus could, where the should part is the defensiveness part. There's so many words to explain the same place. When we think in terms of should, we have a fixed mindset, we have a defensive mindset, we have a closed mindset that stops us from seeing what is actually possible. Our habits are magical. They don't come just because we want them to come. It's a kind of like a conversation between our subconscious and our conscious mind. So the things that we do have control over versus all the programming that we've been dealing with for our whole entire lives. That's a huge conversation and we have no idea, no idea what's happening between those two characters. We have no access to that conversation unless we journal and unless we um, find ways to really pull out what's happening in our subconscious. So here's the secret. When we let go of should just for a little bit and we open up to could, we open up to possibility we open up to trust, we open up to faith, then we get to see what our subconscious is really doing. We get to see it through the pattern of our procrastination. We get to see it through our pattern of distraction. Maybe, for example, I'll use my own experience. I've had now for the past month, the goal to be more active in my body because my therapist said so, my mentor said so, my um, people said so, friends said so that, oh, Heda, you will panic less and you will enjoy driving more if you exercise. And I would say, that's a great idea. Let me do it tomorrow, right? So that's a perfect example of a habit that just isn't building up for me, even though I say that I want it. And it's because I'm not couldding. I'm only shoulding. So let's break down what could means. Could simply means re-remembering 
and re-returning. So when we re-remember, it's hard to remember what habit we want to build in the moment, right? In the perfect opportunity where, oh, I can do my new habit that I said I wanted when I have free time, when the sun's out, when the weather is nice, I could walk outside, but I forget. And re-returning means after I re-remember, do I allow myself love and compassion to actually do the thing that I wanted to do? What I find in my clients and myself is when I remember that, oh yeah, I've been procrastinating or I've been distracted or I've been lazy. After I realize that, do I allow myself to just reset and go back into the habit? I don't. I'm filled with anger at myself. I'm filled with pity for myself. I'm filled with anger at myself. And that's what stops me from actually building the habit because then, because I'm filled with all of these negative emotions, I shrug it off and think, oh, I guess I shouldn't do any of these habits anyway. So here's the takeaway and here's the assignment for the coming week. Let's explore what self-compassion can look like. When we remember... So for me, it's taking walks and moving my body and doing quick yoga and stretches. When we remember that, hey, now is a great time to do it, can we let go of should, let go of the closed-mindedness, let go of what others expect from us, and just get excited about the fact that we have an opportunity We have help from the universe that gave us the perfect opportunity to build up our habit. Read the article called How Not to Compare Yourself with Yourself. Because this is the the issue, right? The should is a comparison. Well, I should do this because the perfect version of me would do this. And then we just feel ashamed and sad that we're not a perfect version of ourselves. That might be working for you really well. The sadness, the shame. I invite you to consider a different way. In between that moment of remembering and returning, what happens? What else could happen 